Conspiracy theorists and misinformation specialists. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It's Tuesday, November 9th in the year of 2021. As always, uh, subscribe to the channel, tap a notification bell if you see it, maybe share our videos. And of course, we are now streaming live every day of the week on rumble.com. I believe we're on the front page of Rumble today. Uh, we're also streaming on the YouTube and at Blaze T. V.com, and there's just a lot going on in the world, people. There is a lot going on, so we gotta do some COVID stuff. It just is what it is, because whether the virus at this point is deadly or deadlier or whatever, more than it was, say, a month ago, uh, they are just not letting it go, and they are actually uh, exacerbating the situation with all new regulations and mandates and everything else. And when I say they, I mean our political class, our media, the social media companies, big tech, it's like they just love this virus that is in the system, this mind virus, which I would say is far worse than the regular virus. So we got four stories for you today. First, we're gonna talk about some more travel mandates and whether now they wanna maybe stop you from traveling within the United States from state to state if you're not vaccinated, Ab absolutely bananas. Uh, then some more business mandates and it looks like the Biden administration, which obviously is not really the Biden administration, he's just the puppet for something else. I just don't know exactly what, but I'm working on it. Uh, they want now to potentially ignore uh, the mandates. They wanna basically ignore people that are saying, no, we can't have these mandates. The courts that are saying, you know, we're not gonna allow for this, they wanna basically ignore it. That's not good, you can't do that. The federal government and the judicial branch, these are separate things, right? The executive branch, judicial branch, they're separate things. They're supposed to push and pull. You can't just ignore laws if you don't like them, but welcome to Biden's America. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, then we found some old video of Fauci. You guys know about this Fauci guy, the guy that gets everything wrong, but keeps smiling and going on all the Sunday shows. Uh, we found some video of him. It looks like it's from probably around 1984, 1985, during the height of the AIDS crisis. And you're not gonna believe this. He was worried about kids catching AIDS uh, that live with people with AIDS and all sorts of stuff. And you'll just see that this guy has been peddling nonsense forever uh, and fear and everything else. And then finally, you know, there's this big climate summit. It's happening. All the rich people of the world, they're all uh, talking about the climate and trying to figure out how they can stop mother nature. Uh, but most of them are flying there in private jets and live on the water. And Barack Obama, you remember our two-term president, Barack Obama, homophobe, by the way, Barack Obama, who ran against gay marriage the first time that he ran for president. Well, uh, he said that, you know, he could maybe give up some stuff in the name of climate change. Of course, he did just buy, a, I think, an $11 million house on Martha's Vineyard on the water, which if you thought that the sea levels are rising, maybe you'd wanna live inland, but you know, we'll talk about that. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get right to it. Uh, so first off, Jen Psaki, who you know is the White House press secretary, she got COVID, what, about seven, eight, nine days ago or so, has not been seen since. Now, of course, she was vaccinated, so it might, uh, lead you to believe that the vaccines aren't working exactly as they were promised. But in any event, she is out of the way right now. And there is a backup press secretary. Her name is Corrine Jean-Pierre. And uh, she was given the press a, a conference yesterday. And she said some really strange things when it comes to domestic travel, your ability to visit friends and relatives throughout the country. We've got videotape. Thank you. 
Uh, thank you. The U.S. is now accepting fully vaccinated travelers from countries that were previously restricted during the pandemic. Given how rapidly the Delta variant spread here within the United States over the summer, why are there still no vaccine or testing requirements for domestic travel? So, you know, we say this all the time. Everything's on the table. We just don't have any announcement to to preview right now on this. Um, so I, I don't have anything more to share on the domestic travel. Everything's on the table related to domestic travel. Sure, maybe we won't let you get on planes anymore. Maybe we won't let you hop in your car and go from California to Vegas or New York to Jersey or dare drive across the country, even though a lot of people have been vaccinated and I thought these vaccines were supposed to work and everything else. Everything is on the table. And when I played that clip this morning for my guys, I thought everything's on the table. Didn't we play a clip yesterday where nothing was off the table. What clip was that? And yeah, it's a clip we showed you yesterday. Surgeon General, uh, the Surgeon General, he's talking about how nothing's off the table when it comes to small businesses. Dr. Murthy, if the law survives legal challenges, will the administration be extending the mandate to smaller employers with fewer than 100 employers employees? Well, Martha, certainly nothing is off the table at this moment, but the focus right now is on implementing uh, the current rule that OSHA put out. Okay, so just to be clear, this table has got a lot going on because everything is on the table when it comes to how they can stop us from traveling, which I think would be unconstitutional, and nothing is off the table when it comes to how they could control how they could control our businesses. And I do want to remind you guys once again, I will not be forcibly injecting you with anything. And uh, we're having Jersey Mike's for lunch, so put your order in while I'm doing the show, would you? Um, these people are completely ridiculous. Nothing's off the table, everything's on the table. They just want more and more control. It's absolutely crazy. Notice, I say this all the time, but notice they never give you numbers. You know, they never give you, well, okay, how many people hopped on planes, say from Los Angeles, and flew to Phoenix, and in the course of that plane ride, got people sick on the plane and then caused an outbreak of COVID in Phoenix or vice versa. And then those people from Phoenix took a drive to Tempe, Arizona and then got people sick there. They never give numbers related to any of this because nothing that you're hearing about COVID at this point has anything to do with science. It has everything to do with control. That really is it at this point, which is why they don't give you numbers. It's why Fauci always says, well, when things change, we'll have to see, and the winter's coming, and manageable levels. They never tell you the number. Two weeks to flatten the curve. What happened to that? Man, it's like, it's like broken record stuff because these people are just gonna take and take and take until we just say, sorry, you cannot take anymore. You can't, you can't take anymore. I'm gonna travel where I wanna travel. I'm gonna work with who I wanna work with. I'm gonna go where I wanna go. And then what are you gonna do? I mean, are you gonna literally shoot me in the name of health? Are you gonna arrest me in the name of health? Like, is that really where we're at? Uh, but I think we just have to start ignoring these people. Uh, and we've got more things coming up in just a second that we're gonna have to ignore out of them because they're just they're just on the march. And I, you know, I had Jordan Peterson on the show this morning. We're gonna play it a little bit later. And we, we get into this, that it's just, like a series of people who are sort of not representing themselves. They're representing organizations. So they represent the CDC or they represent the government or they represent a corporation. 
And what that does is it creates a situation where no one represents the individual anymore. So everyone has to protect their ass at all times to protect something that's kind of above them, some structure or business or governmental organization that's above them. And no one represents just the decent guy who's trying to live their life and make some choices for themselves. That's what we gotta get back to here because these guys are gonna keep coming and I've got plenty more on that. But before I get to that, uh, you know, we've been telling you about Chamonix and Genucel plant stem cell therapy around here for a couple weeks now. And when I look back at my first PragerU video, I was stressed at the time, I wasn't sleeping well, I can see big bags under my eyes, they're gone now. But no more, just use Genucel by Chamonix all over your face and under your eyes, fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark bags, uh, puffiness under your eyes, gone right before your eyes, and best of all, guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or you get your money back. It's that simple. Now get this, Genucel has now sold over a million products. That's a million products. Lots of companies have tried to duplicate them and all they do is fail. It's for both men and women. Even my assistant Helen loves their Crystallis microdermabrasion treatment and tells me it makes her skin feel unbelievably clean and smooth. As a matter of fact, Helen is in the live chat right now. And Helen, I have to say, you've been looking very bright and alive lately. So maybe you wanna post a picture in the chat right now that people can see. Uh, once people try Genucel products, they fall in love and buy them again and again. From now until Thanksgiving, you can see the difference yourself with 60% off Genucel packages. 60%, just go to lovegenucel.com slash Dave. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Dave to get 60% off packages. Order now and express shipping's free. That's lovegenucel.com slash Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so I, we separated these two stories, but in many ways you're gonna see the connection points here because it's just more and more nonsense by an out of control government that has now decided that the very laws that we live by, the constitution no longer applies to them. That's what they think. Now, of course, we did have two sham impeachments of Orange Man, uh, but they think, these people think, that uh, they don't have to listen to the constitution, they don't have to listen to laws or anything else. Uh, so here is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Again, she is the temporary, I suppose, replacement for Jen Psaki, who is out because of COVID, even though she was vaccinated, uh, basically saying that uh, we're gonna go ahead and keep forcing businesses to vaccinate people, regardless of whether it's legal or not, or what the courts say. We know the vaccine requirements work, uh, and we're gonna continue to, to push that. I know we're gonna make sure that we get as many people vaccinated. Uh, it, is, it, is, uh, it is so important to get this pandemic behind us and to get the economy going. And so that's, I mean, that's gonna continue to be our message is to, to, to tell anyone that we're working with, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, that this is how we have to move forward uh, to make sure that uh, we get out of the situation that we're in to get out of this pandemic again. We still have 1,300 people a day, approximately 1,300 people a day dying of COVID. That is that we should not that should not be the number that we're looking at, um, and we believe that in order to get this pandemic behind us, we get we need to get more people vaccinated, and this is a way uh, to do that. And we see vaccination requirements work, uh, and and also it's important to keep people safe in their workplace. Uh, that should be you know, that should be mission critical in making sure that that happens. Uh, and so we're gonna you know we feel confident about the the legal component of this, uh, the Department of Labor have the, has the authority uh, to move forward uh, in making sure that they keep the workplace safe. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we have to make sure that we get this pandemic behind us. The Department of Labor has the authority. No, they don't. Like these people are just terrible. I have to say, 
She's slightly more likable than Saki. Saki is just absolutely terrible. This lady, she's a little bit better, I would suppose, in the, in the likability. But again, she's just a bullshit artist. No, notice she never said anything about the Constitution. She never said anything about the Bill of Rights. She never said anything about individual rights or just your decision to make a medical uh, decision for yourself. They just don't care. Now, she did say 1,300 people a day. Okay, so let, let me just assume for a second. I'll, I'll go out on the assumption and say she's not flat out lying about that. Let's just say 1,300 people are dying a day. Now, we have about 340 million or so people in America. People die of all sorts of things. Can we get a number maybe on how many people die of uh, getting hit by a car? Or give, me, give me something on how many people die of different things. Like, should we not allow people in cars? Like, what are, what are we really talking about? Also, could I get some numbers like related to comorbidity as on those people? Were they all 87 years old and seriously fat and had other diseases? Like, we should know about some of this stuff, but they don't care. What she really, really wants is the government, the federal government, to just ram through decisions and not care what the courts say. So one of the courts decided that this is not constitutional. You can't just force companies to do that. Again, really just putting aside partisan stuff, putting aside everything, really think how bananas it would be if after lunch, where as I already said, we're having Jersey Mike's, it's not the healthiest lunch, but I was letting you guys have it today. Uh, if I grabbed one of these people and took them to CBS and forced a stranger to inject them with something so that they could continue to work for me, would that be sensible? I don't think that would be sensible. We've got some information here. 3,700 people die from car wrecks every day. That's according to the Association for Safe International Road Travel, one of my favorite organizations. 3,700 people die a day. Should we get the roads, the cars off the roads? I mean, what, what are we really, really talking about here? They just want more power, and, and now we got a scary video. If, if you didn't think that was kind of scary, and it is kind of scary, the idea that the federal government thinks it can just run over the courts, that's kind of scary in one way, but they talk in such a way that makes it sound like they're actually doing something legit, even though it's not. You get my point? Uh, but if you thought that was sort of scary or like a little weird or whatever, she's got nice hair, so maybe she's not so bad. Um, here's the Pfizer CEO, his name's Albert Borla. This video just broke in the last like 20 minutes before we started, uh, talking about misinformation related to COVID and what we should do with the people who share misinformation. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on mm. purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people, they're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. And then should be treated as criminals as well, those who have done that. They should be treated as criminals. Uh, they've cost millions of lives. Misinformation related to COVID has cost millions of lives. We have no evidence that that's true, but if you wanna talk about misinformation related to COVID, we should talk about Anthony Fauci. We should talk about him lying under oath to Congress about mRNAs, we should talk about how he told his friends that they could go on vacation and not worry about masks because you touch your face more with masks. We should talk about two weeks to flatten the curve, how they lied about that. I mean, all of the stuff, lockdowns work, there's no evidence that lockdowns work, like misinformation, you're right, man, and if you wanna criminalize that stuff, and I'm, by the way, I'm pretty sure that the CEO of Pfizer doesn't get to decide who is a criminal and what should happen to criminals, at least not yet, even though Pfizer does sponsor all of our mainstream media. You may remember we played that compilation a couple weeks ago. Now I was thinking, 
there, there was a word as I was watching that, guys, that uh, I wanted to say to uh, that fellow there, that CEO of Pfizer, but I can't say it because if I say it, we get demonetized. So I just wanna, I'm just gonna read my notes here uh, for just a second and, uh, okay. I think I'm, did we, we did it, we made the point, okay. Uh, next up, speaking of misinformation, so Fauci. Oh, Tony, Tony, the infallible Fauci, this guy, you know, it's like, I've said many times, I really don't want to impugn him, his motives. Sometimes I'm a, a little sarcastic when talking about him. I would like to believe that the head of NIH, the guy that's been in charge of this whole thing, really has good intentions and really didn't intentionally fund the research that led to the gain of function and then potentially was leaked from the lab either intentionally or not. Like I, I'd like to believe that this guy wants to help people, but I think there's a lot of evidence at this point that Anthony Fauci, who is again, the highest paid person in the federal government, he makes over 400 grand a year, pretty decent salary, right? On top of the fact that I can only imagine what his investment portfolio looks like related to all of these companies and everything else, but I know we're not allowed to talk about that sort of thing. Um, he has gotten so many things wrong all throughout. Um, he's been glib and dismissive. Uh, if you question him, he basically, there was that great video a couple months back, I am the science, basically. He thinks he's Palpatine. I mean, the guy, the guy is just terrible, but I saw a video this morning that I think perfectly illustrates the sort of fear mongering that this guy has been doing. Now, uh, everyone remembers the AIDS crisis in the early to mid 80s in New York City. I mean, it was of course all over the world, but sort of ground zero of it was uh, the 80s in New York City. And there was a lot of misinformation. There was a lot of worry about how it was spreading. Usually it was spread through unsafe sex and through needles, like drug users and needles. That, that was pretty much it. But I want you to listen to Fauci here. Again, I think this is 1984, 1985 or so. We got this from, uh, was this from Grabian Media? I think so. No, this is, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll source it properly in just a sec. Um, but listen to what he's saying and just sort of decide for yourself, does this sound very, very oddly, almost eerily similar to everything we're hearing these days? Starting to see, as we're seeing virtually as the months go by, other groups that can be involved and, and seeing it in children is really quite disturbing. When you say other close contact, give me some examples. Well, for example, if, if the close contact of a child is a household contact, perhaps there will be a certain number of cases of individual who are just living with and in close contact with someone with AIDS or at risk of AIDS who does not necessarily have to have uh, intimate sexual contact or share a needle, but just the ordinary close contact that one sees in normal interpersonal relations. Okay, so as you saw in the video there, that was originally from ABC News, but did you catch what he just said right there at the height of this thing? That he basically said, oh, a kid that's living with someone with AIDS could potentially get AIDS from that person without having sexual contact, obviously not trading a needle with someone. Now there's no evidence for that. There never was evidence for that, okay? But he's using the same sort of fear tactics. What are these tactics? Well, the tactics are you take a whole bunch of people who aren't scientists, right? Who, you know, are just trying to live their lives, figure out what's what. And then the expert class comes in and goes, oh, there's a, there's a problem. And we know there's a problem, right? I'm not saying that the AIDS crisis didn't exist. I'm not saying that COVID as a virus uh, doesn't exist to this day. But then they start saying things that make everyone crazy and fearful. So he starts saying, well, you know, you might have a person who lives in a house with a child, and if that person had AIDS, there might be some way of spreading AIDS to that person. 
which is the exact same thing he's doing now. He's telling you that we have to vaccinate children so that the children don't infect the vaccinated adults. None of it makes sense. We have outsourced our decision-making. We have outsourced our logic and our thinking to people who we have the video proof who get everything wrong and not everything wrong over just a couple of months, everything wrong now dating back to you know, 30, 40 years ago. It's absolutely crazy. But just quickly jumping back for just a second to that video of the, the Pfizer CEO. I mean, think how dangerous what he is saying. He's just a drug company CEO. I thought we were supposed to be against giant corporate conglomerates and we should be a little wary of what they want to inject us in with and you know, too many of us are on pills and all sorts of things. Like we should be a little wary of these people who are at record profits, who are sponsoring all the news that covers them. And here you've got this ridiculous person blaming deaths, blaming deaths on misinformation. And what he means by misinformation is not, he doesn't mean misinformation like abject lies. He means people who question what Pfizer is doing. So like, what are you gonna do, man? You, you're gonna jail me? You're gonna jail me for asking questions? For saying you're not a good dude? And I don't know who that interviewer was, but the interviewer, you know, oh yeah, yeah, we gotta deal with those people. They're, they're criminals. Man, what a collection of ridiculous human beings we are dealing with on a daily basis. But at least around here at the Rubin Report, we're having Jersey Mike's for lunch, okay? So everything's gonna be okay. Getting the classic Italian, little spicy mustard, some jalapenos. It's gonna be just fine. Uh, all right, let's move on to the fourth story today. Uh, there is this big climate conference right now, and you guys get it. You get the hypocrisy with these people. They fly in their private jets. Trust me, these people don't give a f poop about the environment. What they like is power. They, as they slowly shift us out of COVID, the next thing that they will try to lock us down for is the environment. And they'll tell you not to drive your car so much while they fly in private jets. And they'll tell you to eat bugs while they eat Wagyu steak in Elysium, et cetera, et cetera. Well, two-term president Barack Obama, he showed up to this thing and he gave a little talk. And if, uh, if you wanna watch the definition of hypocrisy, take a look. Us with a higher per capita carbon footprint does have to do more than a country like Mali or Bangladesh. It's also why we need to make sure the people most affected by the transition to clean energy aren't the ones bearing most of the cost. They don't have any margin for error. I can afford to give up a lot of my current lifestyle to benefit the planet because I'll still have a lot left over. A lot of folks don't have that cushion. So that means that any climate plan worth its salt has to take these inequities into account, whether it's through subsidies to, to poor people to ease the transition to clean energy, whether it's technology transfers that help poor countries meet their development goals by leapfrogging dirty fuels. We have to pay attention to those embedded inequities and the politics that surrounds that. And that's not easy. Do you guys see how this stuff is just all connected? Like this is what Build Back Better is. This is what the sort of globalist order is all about. We create crises 
and then we lecture you, you the people who will have to get used to less, but we certainly will not. And the reason I said that this is an, uh, an exercise in hypocrisy basically listening to him is he said that he can afford to give up a lot. He can afford to give up a lot. Well, I was thinking, well, what has Barack Obama given up? I think we've got an image. We've got an image. That's Barack Obama's new house. That's an $11.75 million house right by the water. It's very, very close to the water. I hope it's on stilts. That's in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, where it's surrounded by the elite and the rich and all of the people who have all of the stuff that you do not. If I'm not mistaken, Barack Obama also has a house in Palm Springs, which is the middle of the desert um, here in, you know, outside of Los Angeles, where there's nothing there and they've had to pump tons and tons of water there to just make sure that the rich people can have their nice pools and everything else. I'm not against rich people, number one. I'm not against rich people having nice things. I'm not against pools. I'm not against mansions. You can have all of those things, but try not to be such a hypocrite about it. If Barack Obama really feared that the water was rising at such an alarming rate that we're gonna have to figure out how to help other countries uh, leapfrog their way so that they don't have to deal with dirty energy like we did because we're very guilty and white supremacists, blah, blah, blah. Um, if he really believed any of this was true, he would not, can we get that house again? Look at that, how many rooms is that thing? That is a lot of rooms in that thing, they got rooms. I guarantee you he's got a gym. I guarantee you he's got a sauna and a steam room. And again, I don't begrudge him any of these things. I do wonder how he got millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I know Netflix gave him a ton of money to promote propaganda on Netflix, but like, would you be living right by the water? You know, we just came back from Miami and in Miami, you've got all of these, literally these 30, 40, 50, $70 million houses all on the water right? And they're telling us the sea level's rising. Yet why are all the rich people still moving to the water? Are they stupid? Or could it possibly be that all of this is really about control and they're trying to usher in a whole bunch of policies that, policies that will enshrine that they always kind of stay in power and you eat bugs. Bug mush with a little salt. It's delicious. Guys, part one, oh no, the full episode, uh, my full interview with Rumble CEO Chris Pavlovsky is up right now, and we talk about the merger with locals, what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're operating these businesses, and as a matter of fact, if you go to rubenreport.locals.com, it's the pinned post right now, and Chris will be in the comment section all day, so if you have any questions related to our policies, related to anything uh, regarding the merger, how Rumble is operating, our infrastructure, why we did the deal, whatever you want. We really are trying to do this different, differently than the big boys, okay? We're trying to do it differently than YouTube and Google and everybody else. Uh, so Chris will be in the comment section all day today to respond to the comments. He's already been doing it all day and he'll continue it throughout the day, so do check that out. And then as I said, I interviewed Jordan Peterson this morning. It's about an hour and a, uh, about an hour and a half and we try to churn and crunch through a lot of this stuff. And by the way, it's a lot about the environment. It's a lot about the overreaction to COVID. It's about God and religion and the whole thing. Like we did just sort of a little bit of everything. We could have gone for three days without stopping, uh, but it's about an hour and a half. I think you'll enjoy it. And of course, uh, it will be up first at rubenreport.locals.com. And then it'll be on uh, YouTube and Rumble and all that good stuff. Uh, all right, that's it. Do we have any comments? Any comments you wanna share with me today? We've got something you'll give me. Uh, let's see what the people were saying 
during the show. Anyway, I think you got the theme of the show today. It was just like, we, you know, it's like, we gotta make fun of these people. We gotta realize that they're not doing this for us. Like they're not putting you in masks because they like you. They're not trying to save you. You can save yourself. That's it, man. That really is it. All right, a couple comments before we uh, shut down here. Uh, Nuclear Patrick says, could Obama give up race baiting to help stop COVID? It would be like giving up something for Lent. Yeah, you know, it's really unfortunate. And I've, I've said it before. I voted for Obama twice. I really do regret that. You know, it's not like I got any great love for McCain or uh, or Romney, but like, you know, we'd be in a much different situation. Obama says all the right things while doing the wrong things. You you cannot, you, you cannot, if you tell believe that the sea levels are rising, be buying a basically a $12 million house on the water while he'll lecture us about what we have to do. It's just absolutely crazy. P- crazy. Peter says, sometimes real life looks like parody. Indeed it does. We're, we're just in a parody. We're just in like a nonstop parody here, pretty much. It's just every, you wake up and you go, what stupid, oh, they're not gonna let us travel across state lines. Okay, that's one thing. Oh, they're gonna not pay attention to the laws that are being passed. Oh, they're gonna want more of your money. Oh, they want more of your stuff. Oh, they wanna lock you in the basement. Oh, they wanna fish you, feed your fish heads once a week. Okay, fine. Uh, and a little more info, this is from Chris. Obama's house has seven bedrooms and nine bathrooms. It's a cool 7,000 square feet. Again, I don't begrudge people from doing whatever it is they want to do with their money. I don't like class warfare. I don't like the idea of saying, oh, those people have that, so they must be destroyed. But that's exactly what they're doing. They're doing it. They're pretending that it's the corporations that are evil, That, and I'm not even defending the corporations. They're just, ugh, you get it, you get it. All right, do we all, we feel good about this? We feel like we uh, did a show here? Who wants Jersey Mike's? Who wants, I got two thumbs up. All right, guys, see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.